This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Sup, chef? That's a hint to my guest this week. I am Mr. Adam X. You listen to the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Collective. Is it football season? Kind of? It's football season. That's what people are talking about. I'm always blown away when all the people in the outdoor space are talking about baseball and football. That means ski season is coming because we're bored. Uh, That's another hint to my guest this week. A little swerve from what I normally do, but super interesting fellow. Crazy little story. So uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. Before we get into it, I want to talk about my sponsors this week. You guys know them. You love them. We raised a bunch of money with high fives and darn tough, darn tough socks. I believe Adam Jabber is now the record holder for the longest days in the same pair of socks. If you want to beat that record, feel free, but do it in some darn tough. Still made in the U.S., still made in Vermont. They've got hiking socks, lows, mids, highs, no-shows, skiing and snowboarding socks. They really make a sock for everything you need, from synthetic socks, twisted yarn, They've got a sales page. They've got ultralight, lightweight, midweight, heavyweight. Find the best sock that works for you. Go to darntough.com. Get yourself some socks. And after you leave Darn Tough, head over to our friends at Deuter. Dude, it's Deuter. I know. I still don't know how to pronounce it. But it's dude, it's Deuter. D-E-U-T-E-R.com. Ski season's coming. We're talking about football. We're talking about baseball. Ski season is coming. Go get yourself a new, a new touring pack, backpack. I'm like absolutely loving the bags that they have. I, like everything is there with purpose, built with purpose. They have a new Abbey bag that's out. I'm going to be in the Freerider 30 for a majority of my winter they have multiple ways to hold the skis they've got little tags for carabiners snack pockets separate avi pockets for your gear so it's accessible i'm telling you go to deuter.com d-e-u-t-e-r.com i'm loving the freerider 30 there's so many options find the best bag that you like and get yourself one because they're damn good bags free free lifetime repair on these bags so it's really the only bag you're ever going to need that was a mouthful now it's time for my guest complete swerve from any other guest i've ever had this is a world-renowned chef alex dispense also known as at sup chef and you're, you're wondering why are you bringing a chef on what what how does this relate to outdoors well one we all eat food so boom gotcha Uh, he's a local and he's got a million followers on tiktok so that doesn't come with anything that doesn't that's not a grain of salt here a million followers on tiktok over 100k on instagram he's raising money for charity using his platforms uh in the right ways with the giant bubble hockey tournament that we talk about he was undefeated in bubble hockey until he met Mr. Adam X. 
and I absolutely buried him in bubble hockey. So Alex, thanks for being a good sport. Thanks for coming on and chatting. And listeners, I know this is a different episode for you. Give it a chance. Listen to it. Alex's story is really fun. It's kind of a kid living his dream. He grew up cooking, and it's a hustle. He's cooked for presidents. He's cooked for Bill Gates. That is nothing to balk at. And now he didn't cook for me, but maybe someday he will. Uh, Super fun episode. Didn't know where it was going to go. So, Alex, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for taking a risk on me as an interviewer. And I really enjoyed the episode. It's something refreshing. We're going to get right into skiers for the next three, four months. I'm going to sprinkle in some snowboarders. But until then, I'm giving you sup, chef, because I'm excited about it and you should be excited about it. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Clearly, I know who you are, but this is my favorite question that I ask every guest. Who is Alex Dispense? Yes, that's it. To Alex Dispense. Like, how do you define who you are? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I mean, I think Sub Chef is a pretty big identity for me now. It's like kind of ingrained in me. So I, I, I would say I'm still a chef, um, even though I'm not working in restaurants or anything anymore. But um, father, husband, and, and, you know, as of the last year or so, like, you know, I try to be a man of God and yeah, it's not, it's not as fancy as I think it looks, but it's, it's just simple. I, I enjoy living a, a kind of a simple life, even though this is a crazy business I'm, I'm in. For anyone listening, cause you are hitting a whole new group of ears here. What is sup chef? Yeah, so so sub chef the name is just what's up chef like that's how you know we greeted each other in the, in the restaurant industry. I started it in 2019 just making food videos during the pandemic and one thing led to another and you know uh I know this is audio only but I don't look like Kim Kardashian unfortunately. So I usually don't get a lot of like you know uh you know I don't really do well on social media until I started making the food videos and they just really popped off and and one thing led to the next. And before I knew it, I was, I was gaining so many followers and I I think some days I gained 80,000 followers in one day, you know, and it it got insane and, and I've just transitioned it into, into a business. That's insane. Like I'm just thinking about those numbers that how, like how, what do you think your success trajectory was like? Cause that, that's what we're trying to figure out the whole time, right? Like we're trying to beat the algorithm. We're trying to like, how do I lose three followers a day and you gain 60,000 in a day? <laughs> well, you know, I think truly it's, it's everybody needs some luck to, to be in this spot. There's no doubt in my mind that I just, something went right at the right time and the planets aligned and I got really lucky. But then I doubled down in a psychopath manner and just worked so incredibly hard. I mean, I become obsessed with trying to make the viral videos and trying to grow the brand and stuff. Right. So, uh, it was a little bit of luck and then a ton of hard work and then a ton more luck, you know, as, as the years went on. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just been insane. And then, you know, just like 
hiking or climbing or whatever, like you just become a machine at it. You just do it every day and, and become obsessed with it. And that's, that's what this has been to me. What was the first video that you, that like popped? Like, do you know it off the top of your head? Def- yeah, definitely. It was this, uh, it was back when the Tiger King documentary was like <laughs> the biggest thing in pop culture. And I just, it was a really, really bad video looking back. I almost cringe thinking about it, but it was, um, two different marinades with like tiger stripes on a pork chop and I grilled it over open fire and it was a terrible, terrible video, but I played the tiger King, um, you know, the music that the guy made, you know, or whatever. (laughs) And it was, it was a terrible video, but it just worked. And I think it got 30 or 40,000 views in, in the first, you know, day or something like, and that was totally foreign to me. And this is in 20 early 2020. So, uh, you know, that was like totally foreign. And TikTok was really just a, a dumb kids app. You know, people thought it was just this dumb, like little kids app where, you know, little girls were dancing or whatever and, and like cringy stuff, which it still kind of was that. But I started noticing that like legit celebrities were on there and I was like, okay, there's something here. So I started making videos on there and uh, they were, yeah, some of them were performing super well. At what point were you at what uh, sorry I had to change my mic there. At what point were you like holy cow this is a business? Well, yeah. Yeah. No, it was not until when it first starts off like, you know, people would want to give me free t-shirts to make videos or or whatever. Um and th- this one isn't maybe when I decided that question specifically, but this is where I really kicked myself, you know, in the butt was um I got this huge collaboration deal where it was like Frank's Red Hot, which for being from Buffalo is a big deal to me. And then uh, it was like Pyrex Home, Corel Dishware, and Instant Pot. So like that, you know, the pressure cooker thing. And they all got together and, and did a Super Bowl ad. And they wanted me to do the Super Bowl ad for, for TikTok. And I was like, um, sure, like I'm super excited to do it. And they're like, okay, well, what's your rate? And I'm like, I have no, uh, you know. And I was like, I think I had gotten a deal for $200 to make a video. And that was amazing at that time, right? So I was like, 500 bucks. And and I was like thinking to myself, I don't know if they're going to even give me that, right? <laughs> and back then I had no idea. So they just instantaneously, in, excuse me, they instantaneously said yes and you know, sent me the money right away. And and I was like super excited about that. Right. You know, knowing now what I know that could have been like legitimately like $20,000 deal, but (laughs) you know, 500 bucks, I guess was, was good enough for me at the time. I'm shocked that they weren't like, I mean, I guess I'm not, but that they weren't like, um, go a little higher. Maybe. Of course not. (laughs) I've had that happen to me once I shot a quote to a brand and they were like, Hmm, let's call it 10 K. And I was like, Oh, cool. 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 <laughs> like, I was like, I'll do it for six. And they were like, how about you do it for 10? And I was like, Oh, there are good people in this world yeah. that like, hold, what a concept. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sure there are some people out there, but I think especially these huge brands, they have budgets and they're, you know how it goes. It's, it, you know, they're, they're just trying to, do their best and I was just trying to do my best but yeah they didn't didn't offer me more money than you're I You're the for. cheapest 
Super Bowl commercial that's ever existed. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, well, d- d- that's the that's the real actually, you know, not to sound like a crybaby, but that's actually the problem with social social media marketing is that, you know, Kim Kardashian can get a million dollars per TikTok or per Instagram post, but there's kids out there that are super talented and super creative and maybe they only have five or 10,000 followers or something and they're doing super high quality content for these companies for free. So it just like, it's, it makes the market hard to track and like everybody knows how much a cheeseburger kind of should be. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. so if you go out and you, and you pay like more than 15 or $16, you're like, it's kind of an expensive burger. Right. And you better hope to God it's really, really good. Um, so there's no like, just like social market, uh, you know, like there's, it's not just common sense. Right. So that's where it's a little challenging to, to navigate that. How do you think we fix it? Do you think we talk about pricing? Do you think we'd be more open? Like, cause it is, it's almost like you learn your ropes, right? Like you did that Super Bowl ad for 500 bucks and you were like, that's cool. That's great. Like I'm pumped on that. But the other side is like, if Kim Kardashian would have been like, Hey dude, that's 20 grand. Like that can feed your family. Is that helpful or does that hurt the industry? Or do you think it's like a, just part of learning the ropes and knowing your worth? Yeah. I think it's a little bit of the, the latter where I think you just, as you progress in the industry and make friends and, and, and find kind of mentorship, mentorship, which I've had to find, uh, you, you start to learn like what, better practice you know you don't exactly learn what not to do or what to do but but better practice right and if you have to turn down a deal that you know you really think is amazing but that you know you just can't dip into that level like if an amazing brand that I love if they offer me a very small rate you know I'd have to I'd have to really really consider if it's right you know thinking about the longevity of my brand and how these things work together um, sometimes it's great. Right. But if a, if a brand I don't care about reaches out to me and they like want to have like a $300 in- integration where I work all day on some program, it's just like, it doesn't make sense. And you have to learn to like, yeah, I, I feel you just have to learn to know what you're worth and then be able to move on if, if, if it's not working out. Yeah. There's, there's power in no, which is like scary when you're self-employed and <laughs> like, and you just hope it works and you hope someone else comes around and, you know, makes up for that. Like, oh, I could have made 300 bucks yesterday, but I didn't hoping to make, you know, a thousand today. But like, it's scary. But I think there is, and I think anyone listening, like there's power and no, like I'm not doing it. And like, uh, you know, if it's a job and you're like, I want to raise and they're like, no. And you're like, okay, I'm leaving. And they're like, what? And you're like, I'm out. And there's power in that because you'll either get the raise or you'll go somewhere else where you get that money. Like, it's a it's terrifying. Like, it's, I don't know, it's a scary thing, but I think it's important. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with, you know, I, I preach, I preach it a lot is like having an online brand is so important now because it gives you a little bit of like, it gives you this like backup plan in a sense. Not that, I, I doubt that, 1% of the population can even make a living off of social media. I'm totally blessed and and I'm in a different space. But, um, with that being said, you know, if, if 
I have some friends who are like professional athletes and stuff, and they don't have a big social media following because they're uber focused on being a professional athlete, which of course, of course, like being, having a social media uh, brand and, and, and pushing out a ton of content is like super hard. It takes a ton of time. Like, you know, you, you know, you, you know that. Um, but then what happens in like 10 years when, you know, you spent your, your life being, you know, a professional athlete and then you just can't, you're not a professional athlete anymore. And now, you know, you can't go get a huge brand deal. You know, it's, it, you know, they just value you different. Right. So, but I know there's some really, really talented athletes right now that have like super high level social media programs and they have management and stuff like that running it. And I think it's such a crazy invest. It's such a great investment because yeah, I mean, how long can you play whatever sport, right? You're lucky if, if it's like 10 years. Yeah. And I think, I think what social media has allowed a lot of professional athletes is they can almost like, you'll always be an athlete in some way, shape or form. You're always going to push. I think when we talk like the professional that we think of, we think like baseball, football, and those sports are really hard to do after retirement Mm -hmm. versus like outdoor sports, which is obviously more my space is like, you can be a climber at 60. You're not doing what you were doing, but maybe you're supporting someone's a 24 year old's mission and you're on the ground with a walkie talkie. And like, so it's, it's different between professional athletes, but it's really neat to see. And like, it's crazy that how you think of it is like, it's an investment in your future. Like use the platform you're on NBC or Fox every Saturday, like use that free promotion so that when you do exit, you have life after sport. Yeah. And it's, and it's not necessarily like, you know, uh, I, I don't even suggest or think that it's realistic that, you know, these guys, they retire and then they go sit in a dark room and collect their money from their social media. I, I just mean it in a sense of like, <laughs> you know, as a professional athlete, I presume you're, you're just this cer- certain personality where you're trying to get after it. Right. And I, I feel like that a little bit, not necessarily in, as an athlete, but, you know, just in my business, right? For me, it's like, I know that I'm going to want to do more cool shit. And that's cool shit's like usually not free. Actually, cool shit's usually more expensive. <laughs> so for me, it's like, I get to like fund these future projects with, with this social media stuff. So I'm working on all different types of stuff. Like I, I've become now obsessed with like the business side of it. Right. And I was super obsessed with content creation and getting to a million was like a huge milestone for me. And once I got there, I was like, boom, I had this crazy conversation with this, uh, this basically a business partner at one point and we were going to go into business and he just asked me a bunch of questions. And I, all I could say was, um, you know, but I have a million followers on TikTok, Right. And I didn't know the answers to the questions he was like looking for. Right. So I was like, yeah, but you know, we'll figure it out. We'll just sell it to these million people. And basically he was like, dude, you need to learn more about this space. Right. And ever since then I've just become, and that was probably, I don't know, four months ago or something. I've become obsessed with like learning about business and strategy and, and, and what to do in these situations and you know how to move forward. Cause I, I don't want to start a business and like fail. Right. And I, I know it's maybe a little off topic, but it's, that's really what, I've been focused on and that's what I've been doing really the last couple of months has been, I barely make content anymore. I'm just like super focused on, you know, I have a seasoning blend that 
should come out, you know, maybe next year, a uh, piece of dope product, uh, you know, a website, a new website blog, which th- doesn't seem like a lot, but it's logistically like a monster to figure out. And I don't think it's off topic. I think it's, you know, it's what do you, okay, so you got to a million, now what? And like, how do you prepare yourself and how do you make money when you're sleeping? And like, this is a job. Like people think that it's really easy and like, okay, how, let me ask this. How many followers were you at in 2019 on TikTok? In 2019? um, No, probably, probably like, Probably like 10,000. Okay. So you gained 999,000 followers, whatever that math is, <laughs> yeah. in 900 days. Okay. Right? 1,200 days. It's 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Think I started making the videos like at the end of 2019. So virtually, I would say, you know, I started this channel in 2019, but really 2020. So the last two. So you gained 990. 100,000 followers in, let's say, less than a 1,000 days. Okay. Which is probably, it's less than that. It's less than 600 days. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, that's that's more than 10K a day. Yeah. That doesn't happen easily. And there is luck, and we talked about that a little bit, but, like, I just want everyone listening to be like, this is a job, and it's cool, and you get to, like, do it, but like you have to create, you have to create something that people want to see and they want to follow and they want to share. You have to stay up on trends. And like, this isn't a woe is me. Like everyone's listening. It's like, dude, I'm an engineer. I'm bored at my desk. And it's like, this is a job and it yeah. needs to be taken seriously. And now it sounds like four months ago, you had a very important conversation that was like, oh, that's cool. But now what can I do? How can I brand? How can I evolve? How can I continue to create this. And like the big thing is how do you make money when you're sleeping? Like, and if you can sell pizza dough online, it's two in the morning. Someone can be scrolling TikTok and be like, you know, I'm going to buy some pizza dough. Definitely. Well, and, and (coughs) excuse me. And not to like pat myself on the back, but like it, 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 this whole thing is really a testament to like my whole life because I've always kind of sucked at everything. Like, (laughs) um, right. (laughs) It's like, I was, I'm just, I'm not the biggest, strongest guy, you know, whatever I, you know, um, was never a starter, uh, in, in, in school sports. I was never really the best at anything until it became being a chef. And then I was like, started becoming really good. So then I put myself in this terrible position. (laughs) It was a great position, but terrible at the time to where I would go work at these crazy hot, you know, crazy resorts to where I was the worst again. And I was like, almost like, man, I suck again. Right. So same thing with content creation. I sucked at first, but I just have always been able to somehow be persistent through it. And, um, that was, you know, I've seen super, super talented creators come onto the scene, blow me out of the water and then just bail. And and that's where I think I've had a lot of success was with the luck. Cause anybody can hit luck. You know, if, 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 all the people that are listening to this right now post something on TikTok, like probably a good percentage of them, you know, if it's interesting would, would do well. Um, but then like to quadruple down and do it every single day for the next three years, you know, by the end of that three years, there's like this 1% doing it. Right. So that's, I think for me, it was just, I was able to, 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 to stick with it. 
um, and become like super persistent and super dedicated and um, almost disciplined in a way. I, I think it all boils down to just you took it like a job. It was yeah. serious. It was something you had to do. Even days when you didn't want. I'm sure there's plenty of days where you're like, I got an idea. This is going to be fun. And then there's days where you're like, ah. Yeah. And like you're making food that you have to eat or like give away or like it's sometimes it's it's work. And I think that's real. I have an argument with TikTok. I hands down create the best content on the Internet and no one cares about my Internet content. I can't get out of like the horrible TikTok hole of just weirdness. It's yeah. like my favorite like weird food talk is like where I live and I think other people should live there and no one else does. Do you make food videos? Oh yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> like, like, like have you ever had a dog hot? Dog no. So it's you make a hot dog, you take the dog and you grill it, but then you slice it down the middle and then you put the bread in the dog. <laughs> All right. Have you ever it's <laughs> do what? This is the world I live in. Okay. Have you had a maple hot dog? I can't say that I have. That's actually good. You okay. take maple syrup, you just boil it, and then you put the hot dogs in, and okay. then you boil the hot dogs in the maple syrup, and they like. I'm not even lying that they're actually good. Yeah. Like. I can, yeah. It's like it like kind of caramelizes a little bit, and like. It's like almost like cocktail franks, almost in in a way. Yeah, but just with maple syrup. Sure, sure. It's like. That's interesting. Yeah, it's bad. So but this yeah. is the type of content you're making. Horrible. Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll send it to you. You'll be like, what? Like it's bad, and yeah. I love it. And I think the small people that know what I'm gonna make are like, I start off like making like. But if I think I did it, if I did it consistently, I think people would get yeah. on because like every time they're like, oh, he's making. A oh no! Like what does he do? Like he's gonna ruin this completely. <laughs> and I always like try to make. Like I'll be, you know, I'll be like talking, and you like go through your gimmicks. I'm like, okay, grab the hot dog. I'm like, take the hot dogs out of your pocket. And I'm like, why the fuck does this guy have hot dogs in his pocket? Like, yeah. But no one cares about my TikTok, and I'm really upset about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, well, everyone go check out. Uh, yeah, we got we got to plug your. It's TikTok. really bad. No, my goal. And this is, you don't have to do this, but I just want a real chef to do like the duet and be like, why? Like, why well, are you doing this? Yeah. I think some people will look it up after this. Like Ugh. if we post this, I'm sure it's, it's bad. I don't know. I can't, I can't get over it. I just like really bad things. Um, I mean, so, but TikTok for me, man, I, I laugh so damn hard on TikTok. I, I legitimately will be watching TikTok. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of another problem is like, you know, I'm a huge consumer of content. Uh, I do it a lot for my job. And then sometimes I'm like mindlessly watching TikToks and like, it's, you know, it's almost a rabbit hole, but, but man, there is some stuff. I laugh so hard. I loved vine. So Ugh. I was a big vine guy. I see. I think, I think vine ruined TikTok for me. Cause I like, made a pretty good push on vine. I never like made it, but I like, and then they just took it away from me. Yeah. And I was like, never again will I do this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, though? Yeah, like, I, like, well, I, so it's actually hilarious you say that because um, whenever I was at 99,000, 99,000, I Trump was taught was um, was talking about like, you know, or not Trump, but just like there was a conversation about banning TikTok. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and, and actually there was a there was a lot of bugs at the time. In, in the app so like there'd be days where like it would shut down and you'd be like oh i guess that's 
That's yeah. it, right? So um, got to like never got to 100k. That's kind of what I thought my story was going to be. <sighs> and um, you know, and 100,000 seems like a tremendous amount, but if you have 100, excuse me, if you have 100,000 followers, um, and and your account gets banned, you're a ghost. Yeah, nobody you're knows who you are. So um, yeah, I was very very worried about that, and I would I would maybe be in the same boat where I'd. I'd be a grumpy chef, like arguing with the wait staff right now. You know, if if I if I do you know who I almost was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or just like miserable that it never worked out, right? But um, it, it did. So fortunately, we're still we're still kicking. So you're at a million on TikTok. One, yeah, one point one mil. One point one million Sorry, people. <laughs> no, no, that I would flex that all day. I would wear shirts that say that. One point one million people care what you do every day in some way shape or form that is insane so just tip of the hat for that how many are you at on instagram i think 100 120 does that fuel you or bother you it well i i actually had a super mega viral video on instagram earlier like maybe in the summer i'd have to check but um, I was at like twenty or thirty thousand on Instagram, and it did bug me because I grew up with Instagram, and I think that like if you're successful on Instagram, like you could have like <clears throat> if I had a one point one million followers on Instagram, I'd be like a f- like a Persian king right now. I'd have like a leopard. <laughs> like I, I, it's it's a whole other ball game to me. Like Instagram has a ton more value right now. But with that being said, um, yeah, luckily I had this mega viral video. I think it has. 50 million views, which is like a pretty good sized country. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, that really skyrocketed me up to, to that 120 K. It's just me chopping up a pizza. So I saw it. Yeah. I watched it. It's so stupid Like <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that's what hits. Right. So how do you, cause there's a lot of stories on both. Um, my friend is a TikToker and she does very well. And she's like, TikTok will know if you're on it. It'll pay attention if you're using it. So if you just like log in and throw something at it, it probably won't go. Like it'll give you what you feed back. And I don't know if that's true. That's just what she believes. Like she like, like if you spend time on it and then you post as a creator, like it knows that you spent six hours on the app or whatever, and it's going to push you. No idea. But what she also said, which I do think is true if you just take what you put on TikTok, like with your little TikTok logo and throw it on Instagram, Instagram like will bury it because you're promoting a different app. Yes and no. I I come from the the, the school of thought where when I when I was struggling, and I don't mean this for your friend or you, I just mean when I was like struggling, like if I had low spots where I went a couple months without, I was getting terrible views or whatever. And I would try to like figure out what the excuse was. And I don't mean that you're making an excuse. I'm just saying. Oh, we don't care. It's fine. (laughs) No, I just, I I tried to figure out what was like troubleshoot, like some exterior thing. And what I find, and it's just like probably anything. um, I also do archery. And what I find is when I'm, when I'm comfortable and when I'm like just in my zone and I'm uh, routined. I get way better results, right? So if I'm making content consistently, if I'm posting pretty pretty consistently, if I'm um, you know going live and I'm interacting with with the community, 
uh, I just create a better consistent channel and it's just more alive and it's just more happening. And then I had better results. Right. So, um, you know, right now, because I've just transitioned to try to like be focused on the business and stuff, I'm not making nearly as much content. So, you know, I'll post something and it won't, and it won't really do what I'm hoping it does, but you know, I know that's just kind of my own fault, but, um, that's that, interesting because yeah. you, like I would blame it because like you haven't posted. So they're, the algorithm's punishing you. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. No, because you know, people like my friend, uh, my friend Ryan, he's also, he's a massive TikToker, and his first ever post was like millions. That's insane. Yeah. Do you go to all like these TikTok things? Like they have like. They just no. have like TwitchCon. No, it's and funny like- though. No, it's I, I I've said this too, man. I'm so I'm so lucky that um, you know we were talking off air about personalities and stuff, and I'm very very fortunate that this happened to me a little bit later in life. I'm about to be 30 next month, um, so I'm fortunate that I'm not 18. You know, I don't have all the hair I used to have on my head. I, you know, but I have more brains in inside, and I, I make better decisions because I know I would have just been a, like a loose cannon if this would have happened to me. Because that's really because all these TikTokers are like eighteen, and you know, you know they have millions of dollars legitimately, and just like, I stay away from that world. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a simple kind of person. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think there's two sides to it, right? Because like you, if you have that perceived image. And you go to all these things, and I don't know what I'm sure they have like a TikTok. Oh yeah, con or whatever they I want think to so. call it. Um, it's perceived success, right? So it's like, and it is. You, I mean, you don't get invited if you're not successful on the platform. But like, you know, you get a picture with Kim Kardashian. We'll just keep saying Kim Kardashian. But yeah. like, you get a picture <laughs> with her. Like, holy shit, who's that guy? Is that is that her new personal chef? Is that you know, like, so it is. It is weird and interesting. I guess my segue to this is, and it's kind of a swerve, but like, is there a goal to keep creating content or like, is it, I know you talked about this new business of like making actual products, but like, do you want to be a personal chef? Like what's like the ultimate Mecca of like, and it always evolves, right? Like in five years, I could ask you this question and you'd be like, who knows? I mean, six months ago, I could ask you this question and you were like a million followers. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I know what you're, you're asking. So for me, it was, this kind of happened to me almost by accident in a way. Like, I didn't know this was happening. Um, but I, I recognized early that there was something there. And for me, the model, I think, is to bring on more creators. Like, internet personality will come and go. And in and, and life come, comes and goes. I'm going to die at some point, right? So how do you create a brand that lives on? And that's really the, the, the goal for me is like to have, um, you know, f- for better or worse, you know, if you say BuzzFeed Tasty, or okay, if you say the Food Network, everyone knows the Food Network. And it's like, how do you become, I know that I selfishly have to take myself out of SubChef in order for the brand to live on. So that's where I think it's about bringing other talent and having like a network really uh, and, and, and doing it, whether it's subchef cocktails, subchef pastry, having in-store products. Because, you know, I think a lot of people, if it's priced right and there's 
it's good marketing and you know it's it's a decent product people won't give a shit if it's my product or whoever's product they're just going to buy it if it's if it's a good product that they like um so i think it's about just kind of continuing to develop the brand that makes sense in the future so right now i'm i'm thinking like real long term about stuff uh but yeah like i definitely want to have more creators involved and hire uh, other creators and stuff like that to help me keep developing programs and running new channels and starting new channel, you know, starting whether it's like, like you said, the duet channel, right there, they're, you know, maybe it's, we hire somebody who all day long, you're a perfect, you're, you're a pro chef and you're just going to make four duets a day about terrible cooking videos. And, you know, that could become a million, you know, that could get a million followers in months if, if you do it right. And, that's the cool part is now we don't have to work from, um, you know, the ground. I have a little bit of a, of a, of an ability to, to build content and build profiles. So like if, if, if you worked with me, if you came to the studio every day for the next six months, I, I think we could be at a hundred K easily six right. months. Right. So if not more, so that's where it's like, okay, you have that skill and just, just widen it. That's kind of where I'm at. I like that. I, It's almost like you want to be, not you don't want to be, but like you almost describe it like you're like a coach for hire or you could be. I mean, you're, you're not, obviously, yeah. or maybe. but um, A better way to like synapsis what I just said was like basically another like barstool sports, but for like food. Yeah, another another avenue, another yeah. channel. I mean, that's, we've been called a less broier barstool sports for the outdoor industry is what we've. Wow. People have said it. We're not there. I, I don't know if we'll ever get there, but yeah. we're we're trying and we're using it's the same thing. Like uh Adam Jabber, the the OG creator of all this, kind of like he built the foundation. We're not at a million by any means, but like and then it was like, okay, let's grow. And then he brought me on, and then we brought on John Kroom, and then we brought on Big Stick Energy, and now we just brought on Michelle Parker. And like we're providing a service, but we're also like giving he gave me a head start on starting a podcast. Like I started a podcast and I got paid first episode, like because not because of me, but because, you know, the collective brought something to the table and then, you know, he put us under his wing. So it's, I didn't get paid a lot. Um, but like I got paid, like that's, you, you know, you, you started a podcast, you lasted what? 12 episodes. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard and like you're doing work for free and you're doing, you don't know what you're doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. This (laughs) is like episode, I think it'll end up being like 84, 85. So it's like, it's, that's a lot. That's That's a lot of people, a lot of interviews and like everyone's different and you can come in with a preconceived, like this is going to be the best. And sometimes people are like, they're not into it or maybe you're not, I'm not into it or like it's, it's not a woe is me, but it's, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it and that goes into, so having the head start basically is what I'm saying helped. Like people listened immediately because I came out on the network. Sure. And like, that's a huge plus it's huge. And now, you know, with sub chef, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Is there any, I see you and like, I don't, I just met you. I walked into your studio and just met you, but like, I see you going on like a celebrity chef, like game show not game (laughs) but like cooking show is there any interest in that would that be something that you would be excited to do or yeah 
I, I think so. I mean, I think I'd be open to it. I think right now, like the, the funny part is that there is a huge demographic of the, in the planet that just, that like thinks that TV is still really cool and or getting like, you know, like, you know, even like if your business is advertised on the radio, people are like, Whoa, you know? And for me, it's like, I, I don't listen to the radio and I, I don't watch TV. Right. So I just get all my, like life goes through social media. Right. And not everyone's like that. So for me, it's like, I think that, like I did a um like a collab video with like BuzzFeed, um and I did a collab like like Food Network's like shared my videos and stuff before on their page, and that was like really cool. I would definitely do some of those game shows, but um I'm not like super actively pursuing them. I get a lot of um, requests to do them, um uh, but we'll see. I don't I don't really know how I, I think I would do well, but I I don't I don't go after it. Yeah, because now you're kind of out of the competition. So it's like, because you work for yourself. So like, do you do you think you've lost your touch? Or do you think you've only like home? Because you used to be in a restaurant. I yeah. don't think we really well, talked about that. But like, yeah. when you're in a restaurant, like, whole nother world. Like, it is firing. You know it better than anybody. Like, it is a whirlwind of, I bartended for years and I, you had to like cook in a small little kitchen sure. and bartend. And that's nothing compared. Like I was cooking chicken wings, but like, it's a grind. Like you, you are on it and people are mad. And I can't even imagine a high scale. Like mm-hmm. I hate to interrupt, but kids got to eat, you know, let's give, let's give a moment for two of my favorite sponsors. My first sponsor is gravity grabber, gravitygrabber.com storage solutions who would have thought we'd be talking about storage solutions they are doing a limited edition pink gravity grabber in collaboration with boarding for breast cancer so go onto their website gravitygrabber.com use code out of bounds save yourself a couple bucks i'm telling you all you people listening who have condos and ski chalets this cleans up your room more than anything it is the number one ski and snowboard storage system it is safe Quick, simple, and effective. You can put it in your garage and hang shovels from it. You can do whatever you want with it, but I'm telling you, it works so well. It's it's such an easy solution. It grabs it on the point of contact, so you're not storing your skis long-term on their rocker points. It's so simple. You push up, and it locks the ski in. It's held by Gravity Grabber. Integrated pole hangers. Slip resistant pads, interlocking corners, so it's really easy to install. Go to gravitygrabber.com, use code out of bounds. And my second sponsor, third, fourth sponsor this week from my mid roll, Mammut. Again, it's pronounced Mammut. Go to mammut.com. They have an avalanche awareness base camp on their website, which I really love. They have so many things to learn online, take lessons. They actually have things where you can find a session near you on avalanche terrain. It snowed last week. There's already an avalanche in Utah. Go over to mammut.com, check it out. And here's the thing. We're giving you 25% off. Find a better code. You will not. Uh, Our code is, sorry for the hesitation there. I don't have an Ethan in the back. Out of bounds 
25. That's capital O, capital O, capital B, 25. 25% off mammoot.com. You will not find a better deal than this. They have probes, shovels, beacons, backpacks, avi bags, footwear, raincoats. They have it all. Use code out of bounds, capital O, capital O, capital B, and the number 25. And now back to the episode. Do you think you've lost your touch or do you think you still got it? I think, I think probably <laughs> like to be honest, but like, I think I had lost the journey of a chef is such a big winding road. Like for me, you know, I was a really great, I was, I became a really good line cook at one point in my life. Not great, but really good. Um, and that's when I worked on the line every day. Right. But you know, I just have always been kind of, you know, not, I don't want to say in a braggadocious way, but I've always, even from a young age, was like kind of a leader in a way. And um, that translates well into the kitchens. And I became a sous chef like really early on. And then you cook less, right? And you do more management stuff. So I I never really, I wish I would have worked a little bit longer as like a cook, but um, I'm certainly not complaining to where I'm at now. <laughs> but um with that being said, like, yeah, I definitely think there's things I, I'd probably struggle with. Like, I, I could probably go work in a restaurant on the line right now. Um, I've only been in my studio for a year, but I was a chef for so many years, um, like, as a t- like the top chef. So, like, you know, I was doing scheduling and meeting and stuff like that. I'm sure I'd be fine. I could probably jump on the line, but um, I'm pretty confident I'd be fine. But, <laughs> but no, but without a doubt, man, like, I, I've had to retrain my brain a lot in so many ways because cooking for content is way different than cooking for people. I, dude, I'm a food content creator. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it is. I, I mean, I, I obviously I crept all your videos and I like watch and like, it is funny. Cause like, I don't mean any offense to this at all, but I'm like, there's nothing magical that you're doing like the wings thing. And it's like, this is like crazy. And it's like, it's so neat that people care about one person doing mm-hmm. something that like, I can make a pretty good chicken wing. Like, I don't know, but like, it's really neat, but it's how you do it and how you create it and how it's not necessarily the meal. Maybe. No, it's, it is less than you'd think. Like I don't make food better than anybody else. Really? The other chefs, right? Like I'm making mostly pizza and wings on my channel because I love to eat it. And I think people think it looks so delicious and that's what I want to make. And like, that's, that's just what I want to do now. And I've spent so many years working at kitchens doing shit I don't want to do anymore. So I just want to cook pizza and wings instead of fancy food that I don't care about. Um, but yeah, I think it's a lot about the storytelling. It's a lot about, you know, camera angles and, and stuff that like you just learn as you go. And it's not like if the there's 10 people in a room, whoever makes the best dish would be the best content creator. Right. That's what exactly. I mean, the, First off, the key to being a great podcast host is to completely insult your guests. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, no, not a, no, no, not assault, but, but you, I think I got my point across of what, and you answered the question perfectly. My question is how long, okay, so you're doing the, the NFL wings thing. You're giving, you're making wings for every NFL team, correct? Yeah. How long does a video take? Oh, for me now, I can rip out. I'm always, I almost wish I could slow it down because like I'm, 
just so used to trying to cook as fast as humanly possible. Um, that's just how I was taught to cook. I, I rush everything and that's why I can't really bake well. But, um, the, the wings take me with cleanup probably an hour. What about the editing process? 10 minutes. That's amazing. Yeah. I, but it didn't, oh, it wasn't always like for sure, but it was kind of always like that. Like, um, Man, this channel started when, before it was even a channel, I was just, I, I loved cooking and I loved like the Instagram life or whatever and like having those cool like photos and stuff on the internet. So I was always doing it anyway. So I was, it wasn't like I was, you know, doing something for the first time, right? It was, it was a lot of like, I'm comfortable doing this. Now there's a lot more pressure. Like every time I post, I'm like, oh. You know, a lot of people are going to see this. I hope it does well because I've had posts do real, like I've had posts go backwards where like the dish wasn't really super great or I, it was rushed or whatever. And like people kind of like go crazy on the internet. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. But now it's more just about finding the time, um, the time balance between, you know, just running your business. Right. So it's just me. It's, I mean, I have an intern and I have, I work with some other people, um, on some projects, but like, it's, it's just me really. So like making a video and cleaning up, like I do the dishes, you know, and then I, um, you know, I'm answering my phones for sales. I'm doing outreach. I'm doing research and development. I'm doing everything that your company's doing myself, not complaining, just saying, you know, so to, so the process of making the video, it's only an hour and a half or two hours, but a lot of times I'm just like, man, I, I need to fit this in. And that's why it's kind of so fast as well. I like that. I like that answer. I'll take that. Have you done the Patriots <laughs> yet? Have you done their wings? Uh, well, the Patriots are actually one of the first teams that ever followed me on TikTok. But have you made their chicken wings yet? I haven't. I have an idea. Okay. You make the wings. You do whatever sauce you want. Okay. And then you throw them in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually have considered... Um, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I I actually did kind of respect the Patriots because they're in our shoes now, right? And not to go on a huge football thing, but I, I think I might get some other creators involved who are fans of other teams because it's a hard sell for me to do the Chiefs or the Patriots or, right. you know, or even the Dolphins, right? So, you know, I, I know so many creators now in different spaces to be like, hey, man, you want to do the Patriots wing for me? And then see how that goes because – They'll be able to deliver a better product. And I don't want to make fun of the teams. Like, I'm a Bills fan, but um, my channel is global. So right. I can't, like, I don't want to, like, alienate New England like other, you know, Buffalo people do because, I don't know, I probably have tons of people that, like, love my channel there. We, so. have, we have a huge demographic in, like, New England area. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I say that for everyone oh, listening. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I am like anyone who follows me or knows me. I just, I love football. And we talked about this a little bit, but like I make fun of it. Cause I'm like, you're just cheering for colors. Like yeah. they're just colors. <laughs> and like my dad, you know, four Super Bowl losses. Like he went through it all. And then I don't remember who it was. I think it was Thurman Thomas went to Miami. Like after the fourth loss, I don't know. Andre Reed maybe, but one maybe. of the, like the guys. Yeah went to another team yeah and he was like that was the day that i became a free agent fan 
He's oh. like, I'm going to, ch- like, they're not loyal. I'm not loyal. Huh. And, like, it really, like, ruined me. Yeah. In, like, the funniest way of just, like, you know, I'm not going to ruin my Monday because, like, like he's a Bills fan. He wants yeah. the Bills to win. But, like, he's like, you know what? If Trubisky's in, Trubisky's my favorite. If he's in, <laughs> which he should be, he would have won last week. Um, Mitch Trubisky's your guy. You keep talking about him. He's my guy. Okay. That's my bit. That's my uh, bit. All right. But, <laughs> but like, it, he could trade team. Like, Josh Allen's not going anywhere. But, like, he could. technically, yeah, he, could. he could be in Miami next week. And yeah. you're like, what did I just? So, it's like a really yeah, interesting thing. Well, which another thing for me, though, that's fun about this is that a lot of the players follow me and um like my channel and stuff and it changed the way that i watch football i'm just a fan i'm not a bad fan i don't um like when they lose i don't like go crazy on twitter about the coaches or whatever because a lot like i said i i know a lot of these people not necessarily the friends but like we follow each other and stuff, and that's definitely changed uh, my dynamic about, you know, like Gabe Davis or whatever. Um, you know, they he sent me the signed jersey, and I know him and his manager a little, and some of the other Bills follow me. I did some videos with uh, Dawson Knox, who's a phenomenal player and, and just amazing person. And, yeah, I mean, it's like you're rooting for your friends a little bit. You know, again, we're not, like, super close personal friends, but – um, it does change the dynamic a little bit. It's like you do feel like you're rooting a little harder, I think. Yeah, no, I can I can relate to that. Not on a NFL level, but yeah. like, you know, I I had Conrad Anchor on last week. Like that's the pinnacle of my podcasting career right now. And like I could go on HBO and this watch. This one's gonna be great though, right? Like this is it. This is <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Second. I'm just but, kidding. <laughs> sorry, Con it's Conrad and then you. Sorry. Then <laughs> yeah. Sub Chef. Yeah, okay. You actually have, I mean you got more followers if that's what No, you know. no, it's all but good. Like, I'm just kidding. It's really neat. You like, like I can go to HBO and like watch I can go to Disney Plus and watch Conrad Anchor and then I'm like, Oh holy wow. shit, I talked to that guy last week. Yeah. Like Someone was like from my past. It's like, oh, you host a podcast. Who have you had on? I'm like, go to the Disney Channel and watch them. Like, yeah, you know, you're like, Flexing. but it does make it a little different. Like it, like it, yeah, he, we're not best friends. Like if I DM'd him, he'd probably answer me versus right. maybe he wouldn't have before. But like it, it, it does change it. And yeah. like we forget that they're just humans who are really good at this sport. Yeah. Um, but I do say, and I'll get booed for this, but like I don't not like the Bills. I just don't love all the Bills fans. Yeah. No, some of our psychos, like we had um, a, a really close friend of mine. I already brought him up, Pete, uh, Ryan, Peter's Pasta. He, he, he came in and we went to a Steelers game. Mitch Trubisky, before he was a, before he was a Steeler, he was a Bill. But um, we went to the, the Bills-Steelers ga- game. And, you know, my friend was being really respectful. And there's a lot of Bill fans who just get way too drunk and, and are just obnoxious and stuff. But it's probably everywhere, to be honest. Um, you know, I did. I went to some away games last year, and I didn't experience anything bad. But um, I, I think that there are some 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 poor some poor decisions made before the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. I mean, it's a couple bad eggs that like give one hundred percent. But like, you know, I travel a lot, and it'll be like. Oh, dude, Bills Mafia, smash tables, and I'm like, that's not me. Yeah, <laughs> like I right. am not. Like I prefer to listen to it on the radio, and like I really like John Murphy as an announcer. Yes, like, he 
people are like, who the fuck are you guys talking about? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like he wears it on his shoulder. He's emotional. He's passionate. Yeah. He's like, oh, that play was garbage. And I'm like, yeah, John, let it, let me yeah. hear yeah. it. Like, and it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. The NFL is a super beast and it's like a, you know, we don't talk about the NFL that much on, on the podcast because it's, it's, it's funny cause it's not our world, but it is. And like, um, all of the pro skiers, mountaineer, they like are obsessed with baseball. Oh really? Yeah. Like it's really funny, but I think it's just that my new theory, cause like we're in playoffs right now and all the pros are getting ready for like their season. Okay. And right now we're in like playoff baseball. And I'm like, are you guys just obsessed with this? So you can like be amped on something <laughs> that like gets you ready for your yeah. season. And like, I, 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 yeah, I wonder about that. I mean, I think for, for, for a lot of people, it's just, it's just a cultural based thing. Like, you know, growing up, the bills were part of our culture. Oh, yeah. right? And it's like a lot of it for me, man, it was like chili in the fall and ordering a pizza and getting together with your family was just as, just as important. Um, you know, but you don't necessarily know it's just as important until you're 30 years old. And like a lot of, maybe those people aren't around anymore. Right. And what was the common denominator, right? It was a lot of times was getting together for the bills game. So I think it's just cultural, like, you know, people growing up and in, in a floor, in a, um, in a, in more of a baseball, we don't have a baseball team, just, you know, but it, I, I don't know. I, I think like I don't want to keep harping on on football per se, but like you know, and I was saying off the air, it's like as a chef, like that was my whole life, and now that I'm doing the content world, like my life is way different, and I have hobbies now. You know, I I watch football games on Sunday. I'm like I I never would have thought I would have been that guy, but that's totally me. And um, yeah, it's it's just fun. It's super fun. It's great. It's great, and I need to stop. I just hate on people on Twitter more than anything about it. But I just write these really like, like people are just like, just at me next time. If you're going to say it like, and I'm like, I'm not talking about you, but like I am, they all know, but it's not, it's all just good fun. And like, yeah. again, I, it's really neat. No matter what the sport, it could be pickleball. Like someone who's that good at something is just like, whole, like even like, let's say curling, like, they are masters of their sport. Yeah. And it's like every couple of years when the Olympics come around, I might watch some. So it's really cool to just see that elite. And then when you throw billions of dollars behind it and yeah. marketing and that's how our brains work, I'm sure. And it's just like, this is neat. Like this it, is a yeah, lot, but it's neat. It blows me away too, like how, and this isn't about football. This is about anything like it, it, CEOs of business or whatever, right? Like, high level pinnacle of 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 human being right it's like what what is the model right it's the same as like what i was saying it's like a little bit of luck and then a ton of hard work and dedication and discipline like you can't pick like the stature you're going to be when you're an adult when you were born right like six eight two fifty that's not me <laughs> this is an audio podcast so maybe it is right but no it's it's i wasn't like gifted and you know i'm regular height regular weight guy or whatever but um i always wanted to be an athlete but uh just never i don't know it just wasn't the path in the path or in the cards for me right but it's the same thing it's like a little bit of luck and a ton of hard work because you could be you know six eight two fifty working at walmart too you know and just never did anything with it right for i mean not to but like tom brady when was he drafted like 
Yeah. Not first. No, no. Like, like it's seven round seven. Yeah. Or like it's there. That was luck. Like that. That he got picked and someone gave him a chance and then you know he was coachable and that's it. It's crazy and th- yeah, they're just they're masters of what they do and there is some luck and you know I don't luck is real like that's a thing that happens but like you put a ton of time to get where you are and like you're only two years into it so it's like really cool and it's just going to get crazier i don't want to keep you too long i have a couple more questions i want to talk about you have a charity tournament coming up um let's talk about because i like when people use and this sounds like why wouldn't you but like you're using your platform for good so let's talk about it yeah I mean, I, I'd set a goal like, yeah, it's, it's a million followers seems way more glamorous, I think, than it really is. Um, it took me a long time to get here. I wasn't, I, you know, I still don't have, you know, everything quite figured out. But um, this, this year I set a goal to, to be more involved with the community. And last year I met this incredible person named Gwen. And she runs this organization called Punt Pediatric Cancer. And, you know, for the first time in my adult life, I was in a meeting crying my eyes out. Um, you know, I have a five-year-old son. And, you know, they were just some of the things they were saying. They deal with kids who get cancer, which is so incredibly sad. And uh, they do stuff like you know, uh, pay for their hospital bills, pay, you know, a lot of these families, you know, you don't even think about it. They have this terrible thing happen to them and, um, you know, they, they go broke and they lose their job. Uh, cause you know, because they, they have to be by their kid's side while they die. Uh, or, or hopefully not, but that's a terrible reality of our world. And, um, there's people out there that are, are, you know, really fighting back and, uh, punt pediatric cancer is doing an amazing job. And they've done so, so much for our community. And um, so I, you know, I've done some other stuff with American Red Cross and SBCA and stuff. But this punt is like near and dear to my heart. So I organized an event. We're going to have a charity bubble hockey tournament because I I love bubble hockey. And um, it's with like nine other 10 total like local to Buffalo kind of celebrities, some other chefs and stuff, but mostly Buffalo people. And we're going to play in a tournament. The winner gets a bubble hockey machine. So that's pretty (laughs) damn cool. Send them to send one right to their house. And, um, but you know, one week leading up into the, into the tournament, each player is going to, um, raise money. And I'm, I'm hopeful that we can raise $10,000, uh, to, to punt pediatric cancer, which is, uh, you know, a big ask, from the communities, but I think Buffalo is super giving and I think we can certainly do it. So, yeah, I love it. And I, I said it before, I just like when like you have, you have the audience, you have the wherewithal and you have like a, something you're passionate about and then you mix it with like something as, as dumb as bubble hockey. Yeah. And it's like, let's go have fun and let's yeah. raise some money and, you know, shine light on again, the Buffalo local celebrities and, it's really neat and it's just fun when people use because you could not you could easily just not care about anything and like so it, it's refreshing to hear when you know when people take on these things and do yeah. these things so. well and i'll say too like and i know you um just quickly i'll say like if if you're ever in a position where 
you can't even give, you know, of course, like I'm not begrudging you to not get, I'm not begrudging anybody who are not in a position where they can give. Um, but like, I'll tell you what, if you're in a position where you're just going through life a little bit and you maybe don't have a, a, a really great purpose and you're just going to work and then you go home and watch Netflix and go to bed or whatever, you know, just, just look up or get involved with some local organization, like a charity or something, because I swear to God, it gives you this insane new perspective on your life and your family. You know, it's just, it really, you know, even if you just volunteer an hour a week or something, uh, I know not everybody can, and I, I, I'm not, I live in this world. I know that the reality of the world, but, um, it, it, it totally changed like the way I look at my life. Just, just hearing these stories and seeing people at their, at their absolute worst times and how there's some people, you know, fighting back. Yeah. And how, you know, whatever, anytime I find that situation there, they don't feel bad for themselves. And that changes your perspective. I'm like, Whoa, like, yeah. like, you know, if I was really sick, like I, it's hard to put yourself in those shoes, but yeah. you're just like, you're just going with what, the card you were dealt and you just live it and that's what you do. And it's when you volunteer and do stuff like that, you really see it and it's less of a woe is me or woe is them. You don't feel bad for them. You want to help them. Yeah, you exactly. do everything you can to just like, and sometimes it's just those interactions. Like yeah, it's, that's, that's it's, exactly right. It's really neat. So thank you for doing that. And we'll share, I'm sure you have a website, <clears throat> excuse me, a website up or, but we'll put it in the show notes. So Amazing. everyone can see it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, couple more questions. I have two guest questions. Both are from Adam Jabber because he's a big cook. Oh, um, great. Who's the? He wants to know. He he was asking them very poorly, and I was like, "You need to ask this. You need to ask." <laughs> I don't know anything about cooking. Like I'm in a van, and I have questions about that. But okay, how to cook the perfect steak in a pan? He's got canola oil or olive oil. Okay. Or like, there's like a big debate in this world, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I know nothing about this, okay. but like, how do you make the perfect, I guess, pan seared steak? Okay. This is, this is what I personally do. Um, now I, I'll take two routes on this. Okay. Let's just call it a ribeye since that's my favorite steak. Okay. So if I'm cooking just at my house, I'm going to take the ribeye. I'm going to bring it out of the fridge for about 20 to 30 minutes, depending on if it's a Let's just say it's a big old thick steak, like we're celebrating. And I'm going to pull it out of the fridge and let it sit on the counter for about 30 minutes. And let it come up to, not room temperature, but just take the that chill off of it. And then I will season it heavily with salt and pepper. You can use a seasoning blends. There's nothing wrong with that. And I would get a cast iron pan, and I would I would cook it with a little bit of canola oil not a ton a little bit of like an uh, an actual cooking oil uh oil olive oil would probably like smoke up your house and burn so um canola oil a little bit sear the steak i'd say three to four minutes on uh, one side flip it over and sear it again and add butter and some garlic and some thyme which are just some awesome cheap you know uh, herbs and you know, everyone knows what garlic is, and then throw that in the pan. Some a big chunk of butter. Spoon the butter over the steak. I mean, I'm my mouth is watering right now. I'm, I'm like <laughs> I'm falling asleep to this, like in the best ways. Like I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, but then I would just 
let the steak rest. I like to eat mine like medium rare and I would let the steak rest for like 10 or 15 minutes. It shouldn't take more than really 10 minutes to cook it and then let it rest for 10 or 15 and then um, cook it. But if I'm in the restaurant, I, I, I use a sous vide technology, which is not new, but a lot of people don't know about it. It's um it's really cheap to get into. It's basically just means under pressure in French. So there's a immersion circulator, which sounds really fancy. Basically, you just put a steak inside of a vacuum bag, put it in water with this machine that controls the temperature. It cooks it perfectly for you. So then all you have to do is throw it on the grill for a couple seconds, and it's perfect every time. So like you know, if I'm in the restaurant, I'm doing that because I'm cooking, you know, maybe a hundred steaks with, you know, um, you know, we're understaffed or whatever, and you just want to want it to be perfect. So two routes to go there, but, um, that's, that's what I do. I think the only question I have on that is how hot is the pan? Oh, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to tell, but I mean, you want to, you want to like low heat, medium heat. Oh yeah. I mean, I would get it. I would get it on medium heat. And then uh, when you add the oil, the oil should really be able to freely dance in the pan. Like it shouldn't. That's the buzzword you're looking for right there. Freely dancing oil. Yeah. So like if you if you take the pan and you pick up the pan and like hold it at an angle, it should easily like water run down the pan. Right. So if if it's like slowly dripping down the pan, that means the oil is cold. Right. So you want you want to add it into hot oil and then. yeah, searing a steak properly. I mean, it's it splatters grease all over your kitchen. It smokes up your kitchen and stuff. But that that's why I like to grill a lot at home because you know, cooking in a restaurant, and cooking at home are two different monsters. I'll, I'll take that answer. I accept that. Fine. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to ask this question because I don't know. I like the worst cook in the world. I mean, I've been in a vehicle for seven years, so like, okay. you need one pot meals. I guy. got you. Okay. Really bad though, like because I dog hots. Like yeah. that doesn't explain anything. I'm not eating dinner in your van. No, dude. you I'm shouldn't. Not lie. <laughs> it's actually good, but it just looks bad. It's presentation that's the problem. Okay, but fair enough. When you're making pasta, mm-hmm. what do you do with the water? There's like pasta water that you yeah. like put it back in. What is the proper sup chef way to do this? Yeah. So if you're like cooking like pasta. It, in obviously you cook it in salty really salty water and when you cook the pasta the the you know the water when you're done it's like white and murky looking right it's all the starches from the pasta have like leached into the water right so um basically you know you can virtually discard that but uh what i would maybe do is add the pasta right to the like a pan with sauce and then maybe a ladle or so or, or you know a, a small portion of that pasta water into this into the pasta um and the sauce combined and it kind of gil- gives it like a silky texture it's just like a yeah and if you throw it out and you just have sauce or whatever at your house I think that's okay, but I do personally like a little st- that starchy, salty pasta water. It's it's it feels very natural. I, this is the first I've ever heard of this in my life. So okay. it's just like I have no idea. Yeah, he asked me. I was like, "What are you talking I was, about? I, what do you mean when you do with the water? You throw it out? Like you don't like I don't know." Yeah. Um, best one pot meal, man. Best one pot meal. I mean, to me. I'm not a super fancy chef, but like this time in the fall, I I am a sucker for a 
for chili. I love a huge, like, massive bowl of chili that's, like, spicy with sour cream and cheese and scallions. Like, to me, it's it's hard to beat that. But um, most of the time, I, I, I eat a lot of, like, like pasta with just bolognese, like meat sauce. That's we grew up eating a lot of that. Um, so I'd have to pick between one of those items. <laughs> I can't say one. <laughs> that's ex- that's fine. That's totally acceptable. Uh, if you could cook for anybody, who would it be, and what would you cook? Oh, that's crazy. Um, it's really hard to not say Josh Allen, um, <laughs> because he's just like. One of those guys who's just been on my list, that, uh, but um, I, I think I'd probably pick someone else. Um, I feel like Josh Allen's obtainable for you. Yeah, I mean, I think like I've actually had a couple opportunities to do something, um, it just hasn't worked out. I think it will, of course, but man, I think I've cooked for some crazy people. I've cooked for pre- like uh, who's pre- the, who's President Bush, Bill okay. Gates, um, the Koch brothers bunch of athletes professional golfers and stuff um yeah a lot of a lot of people it's hard to say man i would say man that one put me on my back foot that's I don't all know. right you I don't, don't have to answer well, no it's not it's not i just i'd love to answer it. i just can't i don't know who i would pick what would you cook do you have a go-to yeah i think people love the the wings um but i think that if i if i had a if i had a, like a handful of celebrities coming to um like my restaurant which eventually will open one i would definitely have like a small italian menu with pastas and different pizzas and and just like i love italian food and i grew up eating it so uh italian american food not like crazy italian food but um yeah that's that's what i would do a really beautiful italian uh dinner i mean that's yeah, that works for me. Sounds like you want to come, right? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, if anyone's cooking for me, I'll eat it. It's just no mustard. That's like my like. You don't like mustard? I don't like mustard. Oh. It doesn't do it for so me. So no mustard in the maple dog. No, no, no. You don't need not. anything. It's just maple. Simple. Just no maple condiments. And... Nothing. Just... Okay. And you eat that a lot? No, but it's good. Okay. It's like someone just told me about it recently. Okay. Who? Do you cut the hot dogs up? No, you just put the hot dog. There's a whole video, dude. Okay, okay, you got to send it to me. You take the hot dogs out of your pocket and you put them <laughs> in the thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> You're like, what is happening? I'm t- that one was like, that one happened because someone told me about it and they own a maple syrup business. Okay. And they were like, yeah, maple dogs. And I was like, what? Like, I thought they were like, I thought it was a joke. I was like, I'll make it. I don't care. I'll dump some maple. And I was like. This is actually good. Wow. Like, I mean, I like hot dogs. So that, that's something. So I don't what's know. What's the, what's the best van meal? Okay. So there's this sauce called gazebo boys. Well, it's called gazebo something. We okay. call it gazebo boys now. Who's I don't we? know. The, the, the all my van friends life? have vans. Okay. Yeah. Everyone has a van. Okay. Um, it's vegan, which is helpful because a lot of people are, yeah. you know, you don't have to refrigerate it, which is important. Definitely. Uh, it's like a Greek sauce, but most Greek dressings you have to refrigerate because there's feta in feta, it. Feta, yeah. Um, look at me with this knowledge. Look at you. Uh, um, so you take peppers, onions, carrots, zucchini. It's all one pot. Okay. And you just put some, you put some of this Greek sauce in there and let that cook for a while. And then you get some... Uh, just the worst brats you can find, like the Johnsonville, like pre-cooked gross ones. Oh, wow. Or if you're doing vegan, because it is vegan, you get like the Beyond 
brats. Meat. Okay. Throw those in there. Okay. Pre-cooked Ben's rice. It's got to be all. Everything's got to be pre-cooked. Okay. Like the ninety-second microwave rice. Okay. Throw that in there. Mix it all up, and it's like a soup. Eat, no, it's just like a no, because the the it's more of a marinade. The Greek. It's like oh, a dressing. Okay. It's so like it's a, like a. So it's like a. But like you get some veggies and they're yeah, good. You get meat, some meat kinda. and you get plenty of carbs for skiing and it okay. all fits in one pot and you just okay. keep adding And, and that's something you you guys make all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's okay. like my go-to meal. It's kind of like a Power Bowl type of thing. Yeah. It's just, like but like mix. the whole thing is you like, you know, I have 30 gallons of water, but like that's a resource and mm. like... So I can't do, I could, but like, I don't want to waste all my drinking water on dishes. So like one pot is great. Yeah, I have one burner, like a butane burner. Yeah. That, wow. Um, I would be interested to see the best meal that I can make in a. You should do a one pot meal for van life. Yeah. Or like a ski meal. Cause I think, again, it's just another gimmick, but it's like, it's, I like that type of cooking. Yeah. Cause it's fun to see like just one dish. Like yeah, it's all you, get. you don't like, cause the one dish to me, you have to like get the everything's timing right like i'm not sauteing veggies in one and then adding them yeah, i'm exactly. like sauteing veggies so right. they're like proper yeah and then i'm adding meat which like also needs to be cooked so like yeah your order you have to figure it out and time it right yeah absolutely and like it, it's not i mean it's not gourmet by any means and i make a lot of pizza sandwiches yeah just just because i love I pizza but like uh, i just it's hot you know it's like cheese some squeezable thing boom <laughs> but Sweet. i don't know anything bad i'm really into like and just like grilling, because you're in the van. It's I have heat and stuff in the okay. winter, but like you're, I'm a skier. I spend a lot of time skiing, so like okay. I want warm meals. So like, yeah. I love, I genuinely enjoy PBJ. Like, it's just really good to me. But like, I'll just grill it. Like you grill a grilled cheese, and you, like yeah. that makes me happy. <laughs> like, and, and when you say skiing, so I, I I worked at a resort um, that does cross country skiing. Mm-hmm. Like when when we're not doing golf, is it? Do you do? cross country or do you do like the downhill downhill okay downhill and then i do a lot of like ski touring so like you walk up the hill with your um like a pack with your backpack but like your skis have skins on them picture like dog hair like you know when you pet a dog one direction it's smooth the other way it's grippy okay so they make they're called skins people listening are like yeah we know um no that's cool they love this yeah no he's educating this this idiot so they go on the bottom (laughs) of your skis it's really short it's called mohair but like so when you step it's smooth and then you have grip oh so then your bindings are like cross-country skis like you, you have your toe pivots. Okay. And then when you get to the top, you take the skins off. Oh, okay. For downhill. And then you lock your heel down and then you go down. Oh, okay. So like I do a lot of that and that just gets you like, obviously chairlifts are great, but everyone skis the chairlifts. If you ski tour, you get to places that no one else is yeah. and then you get really fresh snow. Oh, um, gotcha. So that's ideal is like untouched. Yeah. Untouched. Or yeah. Untouched snow is great. Powder is okay. like the, that's so, the key. Now I, I've seen like those those GoPro guys like out of helicopters and stuff. Yeah. Have you ever done anything like that? Uh, I've never done a heli trip. I've done like a cat trip. So like a big cat will take you out, like a big. Um, but it's not like you're going to like a like a ski resort where everything's like. Well, there's like you're not at a ski resort, but like you have a guide. Okay. And who's like you usually have two. One's in the fr- front. One's in the back. Okay. And like. And it's it's semi controlled, but like it's snow. Like it's, it's semi controlled, but it's seriously unsafe. Gravity wins, right? Always. <laughs> like yeah. gravity will always yeah. win. Um, it's just part of it. It's yeah. like, but there's just like anything. There's yeah. education that comes in it. Like you're not just going out there of and course. like, hey, it's my first time. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. not. You know, you can't. 
Yeah. And the interesting thing with that, or like a heli trip, which I've never done, but like you only do, so like you get three laps included and then you can like keep buying laps to go and it's really expensive. But if everyone isn't in, then they're done for the day. So like you need to go with a really good crew who's Mm -hmm. like in shape physically and like, yeah, because and the thing with heli trips is like you get a lot of like doctors and lawyers and then you have like three ski bums and like we're in really good shape and like they're just one one trip or whatever one lap and the money to us is like whoa and the money to them is like ah, i'll come next week i don't feel great i drank too much last night and we're uh, like ah. no, no, so you, no. like it's a yeah. whole oh okay that makes sense yeah it's kind of funny it i mean it is what it is so if i go skiing i'll just stay on the yeah, just go to Holiday Valley yeah, okay. and just have fun because <laughs> that's right. what skiing is supposed to be. And then we make it weird and complicated. Yeah, but it's like everything everybody has, outliers that enjoy it. Like, you know, most of my life's been surrounded by golf, you know, like with, you know, as a chef, I, I've really only worked at golf resorts and stuff. And there's some people, like you said, doctors, lawyers who, you know, belong to the club and, and they go out, you know, twice a month or something. And then there's guys who are there every morning you know and it's right like, you know there's just extremists yeah it's and not not in a bad way like no like what you hear on tv I but like told you i have a very addictive personality and right like, i mean i probably skied i think i had close to 100 days last year maybe 90 something but right. like and and that's with travel yeah everything yeah. but most of my life is mobile this is travel now mobile. so <laughs> this is all part of it yeah um i want to ask you about your cookbook because you have a cookbook okay it's uh, free. It's free. Yep. Where can people get it? Uh, there's, it's, it's, uh, or do they just Google your name? Yeah. Basically cookbook. if you just Google like sub chef cookbook, it's, it's totally free. I had, it was like five, it was like five or 10 bucks or whatever until I hit a million. Then I just turned it into a free thing. So that's amazing. But yeah. It just got like a very small handful of recipes, um, that I like to use. So nice. Um, people to thank, where can people follow you if they don't follow you already? Um, kind of your outro and like what's next when we can expect everything to come out um, as far as like your seasoning, your dough. Yeah, those are a little further down the road. I, I don't necessarily. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm everywhere. I, I try to post everywhere that you can post content. So I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and everything. So if you are interested in cooking, um, I, yeah, I'd love to have you over there. It's, it's, a, it's a fun community. I talk crap to people and stuff, and <laughs> just I just try to have fun with it, and it's 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 pretty cool. I don't take it too seriously, um, but yeah, thanks thanks for having me. I mean, this has been awesome. It's it's super cool for me to learn about new stuff, and um, hopefully, you know, you, you got something out of it. <laughs> like I I got a lot out of it. So, um, but yeah, definitely hit me up on um, Instagram and TikTok and all the good stuff and. And it's it's just at sup chef. Yeah, sup chef. Like what's up chef without the what? Um, no, one word at sup s u p c h e f. I love it, and thank you, thank you for you know this is, and I'll give a precursor for everyone who's made it this far. But like it's this is a different conversation than I normally have, yeah. um, and it's fun. So thanks for taking the time to do it. Absolutely, sweet.